Hello and welcome to episode 5 of the Millennium Pod, a Star Wars podcast by me, Ari, at ari.in.space on TikTok and at the Millennium Pod, all one word, on Instagram. Today we have a very special episode. It is the first of hopefully many where I have a co-host, a guest star, we'll call it. And um, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Hello, my name is Genevieve. I'm Ari's sister. I'm definitely not as much of a Star Wars fanatic as her, but one thing that I sure do love about Star Wars is Jar Jar Binks. Yes, you love Jar Jar so much. It's kind of crazy. Um, I, I was bamboozled into making this episode. She held me hostage. I'm just kidding. I, I do think, um, while I, I have mixed reviews about Jar Jar himself, I do think he's a very compelling character and it would be a loss, you know, not to not to talk about him, especially when I do have somebody who, who does love him so much. So, of course, that is what this episode is about. And what we're kind of, what we kind of want to do in this episode is, um, you know, we went through and watched all of the scenes that he's in in the prequels as well as the Clone Wars. And so we kind of want to go through those and just kind of debate slash just talk about whether each event that he he's part of, does that make him, you know, a good guy, a Sith Lord? Because, you know, we there's that theory that's been floating around forever. Genevieve that's is the not dumbest a dumbest theory that ever has walked this planet. But, we'll get into it um, later. Or is he just a plain idiot in all of these scenes? So I guess without further ado, let's just jump right in. Um, talking about the Phantom Menace. If you did listen to my episode about the Phantom Menace, you'll notice I, I completely left Jar Jar out of that. Um, <laughs> for no particular reason, except that I knew this episode was coming. And I thought, you know, we'll, we'll get into Jar Jar and his contributions now. Um, and so I guess it kind of starts where... Uh, he's almost gets killed and, and Qui-Gon saves him. And, and then he's uh, takes Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan to the Gungan village, I guess we'll call it. And that's really where we, we get introduced to him. Now, Genevieve's not a fan of this, but if you have watched any theories about Darth Jar Jar, um, one of the big things people say is that when he does when he jumps into the water, he, he, he leaps quite high in the air and does several somersaults. And a lot of people think, well, there's no way he could have done that without the force. I don't know. What, what do you think? I think he's just a really good acrobat and he can just do some good flips into his water. Like he's probably made that trek down to his Gungan village, like probably like at least once. I don't know how often he leaves, but like, let's say at least once a week, he's probably gotten really good at making a show of jumping back in underwater. Right. <laughs> the only, I, I, I tend to want to agree with you. I feel like maybe that's a bit of a stretch. The only thing is, have we ever seen other Gungans do this? I, I don't know. But do we ever um, really see that many Gungans? Jar Jar's the only Gungan we really focus on. You've never seen true. another that's Gungan true. go underwater. That's true. We've never seen another Gungan, you know, make the leap into the into the water <laughs> so yeah okay 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 i'm so for that points to just he's a weirdo so then we see him uh and we know he's been banished and qui-gon basically is like oh well i saved his life so now he owes me a life debt so he's got to help me right and so then that's pretty much how jar jar ends up taking qui-gon and, and obi-wan through the core of of naboo to get to Thebe. 
and I don't know. I don't know how you like. I guess they, they needed a guide, right? So I'm, I'm tempted to say that this event kind of leans towards the he's useful and, and, and friendly. Don't really think there's anything that kind of points to him being a Sith Lord in this particular scene. And also for once, he's not being an idiot. So I don't know. I, I would say I think he just I think he just really wanted to help these people out. Like Qui-Gon rescued him. And he's like, I, oh, I do owe this dude something. And I've just got to. I do whatever it takes to make Qui-Gon happy. Right. And or maybe you he love was just Qui-Gon. To... So I, think I do you love should... Qui-Gon. I think you should agree that Jar Jar was just trying to be a helpful person because he I was mean, helping out play... your man. <laughs> to play, first of all, Qui-Gon is not my man. He's my dad. <laughs> and second of all, to play devil's advocate here because, you know, you're obviously very into Jar Jar. So I have to take on this role of, but maybe he just, infiltrate them later you know as as the sith lord that he might may or may not be maybe but i just (laughs) i just don't buy it not one bit you can't you can never prove me wrong i don't think uh, okay fair (laughs) enough fair enough um i mean okay so then we go on and i don't really think there's much i mean he's a klutz when they're on tatooine I don't know. Do you do you see anything that he does on Tatooine as like super important to your case that he's a great great guy? No, not really on Tatooine. I just no. But he's just that helpful, friendly dude. But no, I'd say as of Tatooine, it's not his. It's not his spot. It's not Naboo. It's Tatooine. He's never been right. there before. Right, right. Unless he's a Sith Lord and he's traveled there before for fun. But he's not a Sith Lord, so that <laughs> argument's moot. <laughs> um, okay, so then going back to Naboo, we do see him, and he kind of he he plays a pretty important role in in getting the Gungans to join the Naboo people um, to kind of ward off that separatist attack, which I do feel like is very important. Um, it's something I really like about the Phantom Menace. Period is just how they're able to kind of bridge that gap between the two species that don't really like each other. And I do think that Jar Jar plays a really important role in that. Um, So for me, him, you know, taking Qui-Gon and Padme and Obi-Wan to go and find the Gungans in their secret place and and helping to convince that they should help, that the Gungan army should help. I, I, I think that's points for he's a good guy personally. Yeah, I totally agree. I do wonder sometimes because obviously he'd been like banished and you can tell in like certain scenes that the Gungans don't really like him. I wonder mm-hmm. if he partially like, obviously, yeah, I do believe he's doing it just to be a good guy. But I also wonder if maybe there's like a slight selfish quote unquote reason and he just wants to get bridge everyone together and maybe get some more love from the Gungans or something like that. That's true. So you would argue if his reasons weren't good intentioned, they would be more selfish, but not sith lord level of selfish definitely not sith lord level of (laughs) selfish no okay that's fair that's fair um i guess next i mean then we kind of move on from the phantom menace and we didn't spend too much time here now but we move on and and in attack of the clones and also revenge of the sith like his role goes from being a 
main-ish character to pretty much non-existent. And, and of course, that's obviously due to the crazy amount of backlash he got when the Phantom Menace came out. I mean, I was a baby. You weren't even born. Um, <laughs> so I don't remember it personally, but I mean, there's records of it and people who were alive and, you know, were aware of what was going on in the world at that time do, do say. So I, th- I think that's sad because I think he played an interesting part in the Phantom Menace. And I think it's sad that we don't get to see him later on. Um, however, there, there is an attack of the clone. Two uh, things I wanted to mention about his character. And the first is when Padme gets pretty much forced to leave because her safety's at risk. She puts Jar Jar in charge. And to me, that's pretty good evidence that he's a good guy because Padme's not dumb. She's not going to trust everything she's worked for to somebody who's not smart and, and also the fan or attack of the clones takes place 10 years later than the phantom menace so i mean he probably could have learned a lot so i think this is pretty strong evidence that he's a good guy um because i i think padme's wise so it kind of comes down to in this case do you trust padme's judgment or not i do <laughs> but i i don't know Me too. like yeah on the other hand, we have um, Jar Jar near the end of Attack of the Clones giving a speech to the Senate to to promote Palpatine to, to go into power, essentially, like full full power. So maybe not a good guy necessarily. Maybe Padme's trust was misplaced because that is not what she would have wanted. I don't know. Like, I don't. I just you... think. I don't think, like, as much as we obviously all knew that Senator Palpatine was the bad guy, I don't think it was obvious to really anybody, and that's, like, the main premise of, like, the prequels, is that there's this big plot twist that nobody really even knew Mm -hmm. about. So I don't think... It's definitely could be an argument. I think it's the strongest argument as to why Jar Jar could be a Sith, but I just don't think that it's really... It was unprecedented that he was suddenly a giant, big, bad Sith Lord like Senator Palpatine. Right, right. And I don't yeah. think, I think in the time of crisis, in the time of war, they just wanted to make immediate, quick decisions that could help the Republic. That's interesting. I actually never, didn't really think about that because I saw saw somebody say, oh yeah, he supported Palpatine, so he must have been, must have be a Sith Lord. And I immediately, of course, I'm quite gullible. So I was like, oh yeah, that makes total sense. But I do like what you're saying in that, well, yes, he could have been working for Palpatine, but there was also pretty good evidence. I mean, everybody went with his speech and and, and voted pal- for Palpatine. So it's like, nobody really knew what was going on. Like the Jedi Council didn't even know what was going on. And that's just a whole other grievance, whole other topic I have. <laughs> but <laughs> they didn't really know. They didn't really know. So so that actually, I can get behind that. I can, I can agree with you on that. <laughs> Why, thank you. <laughs> um. So then I guess Jar Jar really, I mean, this would come after anyway but he's really not even in revenge of the sith at all uh it's like i said previously it's sad how his character just got basically deleted because toxic fans didn't like him uh i mean like i I get it but it's just it's sad um so i guess we'll talk about clone wars and i think that the clone wars does a really good job of making him more likable and they do that with a lot of different characters they kind of resurrect characters um from the prequels like maul for example um and they do the same with jar jar at least i i think that his character is quite interesting a lot of people say oh yeah just skip the jar jar episodes in the clone wars but like no they're they're some of the most rewatchable in my opinion episodes um 
starting with, of course, in season one, when he is pretending to be a Jedi, basically, by accident. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So, I mean, I think an interesting aspect of that episode that, to me, promotes good guy it is just his desire you know padme gets taken by by the the rhodian guy makes a deal with newt gunray right for padme and, and jar jar's like well we got to save her and i think that's interesting because it it shows almost development from when we first meet him in the phantom menace he's a lot more assertive now and, and trying to 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 to, to help I don't know what what I think it just really showed off like his determination because the minute like that they like him and C-3PO got attacked he probably re- he put it together that Padme was probably like in trouble or something and immediately he just like set into action and like he climbed a building he like fought off like a sea monster just to like try to save her and I just really think that shows how determined he is to like help the people he cares about. Mm-hmm. And going off of that, before I, there's a point I really want to make, but I want to talk about the next episode of Clamoris that we see him in first. And that is when um, Anakin and Obi Wan are going after Dooku, and then he, they all get taken by Hondo and the pirates. And it's it's a whole thing in season one. Um, I think it's like episode eleven and twelve or something like that. And um, basically, Jar Jar sent with another senator to deliver the ransom for them, and, and you know everything goes wrong, of course, which is partially Jar Jar's fault for being a klutz. Um, but the one thing I do think is interesting is that on this planet, there are these craters and they spew out stuff that could potentially be fatal to the clones and Jar Jar. And Jar Jar notices, and the clones don't, notices that when the animals are nearby, it's safe um, because they're not afraid. And then when the animals leave, then they're in trouble and they need to get get away from these craters that are spewing out stuff. And I think... That's really interesting. And going back to the episode where he pretends to be a Jedi on, on Rhodia, I think it's neat, his interaction kind of with the animals on these planets, because in Rhodia, when he's trying to be, or pretending to be a Jedi, whatever, um, he, in a way, befriends the slug monster, and, and um, where others might have been, you know, fearful of this monster, he instead is like, oh, I, this can help me. And same with, again, later when he's um, trying to, you know, not get blown up by a geyser, he's, he's noticing animals. And I think that's interesting. And I think it's telling of his character that he doesn't just dismiss, you know, beings that some people might consider less than. Yeah. Um, and I think he could get that just from his own, like, life and his, like, He's probably been dismissed multiple times because I don't know that how much like Gungans are like a respectable like being. I'm guessing they're probably more lower on like the quote unquote food chart, which is not right at all. But and I think that maybe he just is able to relate to like the animals and stuff more. And he just noticed Mm -hmm. these things. Yeah. So I would definitely count those instances as, you know, he's actually more intelligent than we give him credit for and good guy not a sith lord in this case i don't see that definitely not i don't think there's really any evidence throughout the clone wars that he could be a sith lord just like there isn't really any evidence throughout the prequels either but (laughs) whatever well (laughs) there is there is um okay and then i guess the next big arc that I think is important. I know he's in a few more episodes between now and then, but the one that I, I think is important is, of course, the water arc in season four of the Clone Wars. And he doesn't do a lot, but he does enough. I mean, he 
they, they call out for help. The council's calling out to the Gungans for help because, you know, they're overwhelmed and they need a water species with a water army. And, you know, the Gungan council, I guess we'll call it, is skeptical, right? And, and they don't want to necessarily go help. But, but Jar Jar makes the case, well, Padme, who, who happens to be part of this group that's calling for help, would help us, right? She would help them. And that ultimately gets the Gungans moving, moving to help them. Yeah. So, go ahead. I definitely think, like, that, like, what he said when he was just, like, Padme wouldn't have even hesitated to help us. That's just, like, I think that really truly shows his care, like, his character, because that's just, he's always, like, out, goes out of his way to help others. And he always is, like, Mm -hmm. everyone would help me. People have helped me. It's, like, my turn to return the favor type thing. Right, right. And, And Sith jar jar enthusiasts would say he's only helping so he can manipulate people but but i do agree with you i think it is very telling of his character and he's kind of like the helpful little hero that people kind of forgot about maybe um and then of course (laughs) this is i think this is gross but it's great also when padme's helmet in a later episode in this arc gets her underwater helmet gets cracked and water's filling up and she's you know obviously gonna drown in her helmet jar jar using some quick thinking realizes that his saliva is a good waterproofing agent and so he you know spits at her and then you know she's saved hooray and i mean this is kind of funny to like laugh about and it's kind of an interesting scene but really it again shows his critical and quick thinking in a time of crisis. I mean, Anakin and Kip Fisto are kind of useless. They're the Jedi in this situation. And they're, they're kind of like, Oh no, what do we do? And Jar Jar's like, I got you. I got you. <laughs> yeah. I totally agree with that. I think Jar Jar was definitely, yeah. His role wasn't like, it was definitely memorable in the water arc. It wasn't like huge. There was probably like Kit Fisto and Anakin probably played like a bigger part in it, but Mm-hmm. The part that he did play was definitely necessary for, like, the victory and whatnot. Yeah, definitely. Especially when we consider, like, he's pretty much the reason the Gungans showed up at all, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, And so then, now, the last arc is, of course, <laughs> the season six arc, episode eight and nine. And I know those exact episodes because I'm a bit scarred. <laughs> um, The arc where Mace Windu and... Jar Jar go to help the queen of this force, mystical force planet, basically, um, who also happens to be Jar Jar's long lost love interest. How did we feel about that when we watched it? Um, well, it was it was scarring, to be honest. Um, <laughs> I do love Jar Jar, but I never have viewed him or thought of him as having a romantic interest or being someone who really could love somebody in that way so when the queen came and was like Jaja, it's been so long like I love you I miss you and then they kiss it was it was scarring to say the least um it's like on the back of my eyeballs as I fall asleep at night so oh, as, no. much as, I, as much as I love Jar Jar I I would pay a lot of money to go back in time and never see that scene again quite honestly <laughs> Right. Yeah. You know, I have to say, I agree. The rest of the arc was quite interesting. You know, when you, yeah, it's when you ignore (laughs) what (laughs) the beginning of it and why Jar Jar was, you know, the guy who was requested by this queen. Um, 
again, I think we do see Jar Jar, you know, taking charge. In this case, he's motivated by love, apparently. Which um, is but- really weird and a strange concept, but I think it gives us like a different <laughs> aspect of Jar Jar. And in a way, although it's weird to see him have a love interest, it's just like a whole nother reason to in- like enjoy Jar Jar because he's got like this whole other part of him that you've never seen before. Mm, yeah, it definitely makes him a bit more three-dimensional. I mean, yeah. throughout, I like I said before, I think the Clone Wars really helps with that. Um, but it definitely kind of gives him another depth. And as much as you're like, you know, we screamed when we when we <laughs> saw it for the first time, no idea. Somehow, you know, a lot of Clone Wars has been spoiled for me, but somehow that was not. And wow, what a shock. Um, but I do think, yeah, again, we see him taking charge and... He can land some good punches, actually. I was I was shocked. I was like, we were watching the fight scene with like the cult leaders, and then it was like Mace Windu and then Jar Jar. And it was like, because Mace Windu's got moves, but then Jar Jar was like matching him with the moves. He was like, got a solid punch, smoke behind his punch. I was impressed. Yeah, I was also impressed with with the arc. One thing I will say is. At one, the, basically, if you haven't seen it, we should have started with this, but these weird cult leaders are basically trying to steal the life force from these other force beings who are neither Sith nor Jedi. And, and at one point, they also capture Jar Jar and they're trying to take his life force. And he's like, oh, I don't have a life force. But maybe he does have a really strong life force of the dark side of the force. And he's actually a Sith Lord. See, I feel like I can easily debunk that because the minute he stepped onto that planet, if he had such a strong, like, dark force inside of him, then wouldn't the cultist leaders have immediately tried to kidnap him? They kidnapped, like, the queen before him, and they didn't seem that excited to have gotten him. They were just like, any force would be, like, helpful. That's true. That's true. (laughs) You you make a valid point. I, I, like I said, I have I don't know how much I believe in the Jar Jar Sith theory, but I do think it's important to kind of play both sides. And clearly you're not going to be on the side of Jar Jar is a Sith. No, I think my, my life's work is now devoted to debunking any Jar Jar is a Sith, any of that stuff. Cause he's not. And I stand by that. I will stand by that for probably my, for the rest of my life. Okay. What if, what if George Lucas came out and said, yeah, guys Jar Jar is a Sith Lord I still I don't know if that would have I don't know if when I if he says that if I will question if that was his like original intention when creating the character or if that was just an afterthought see when you bring up his original intention I actually tend to be in the camp of pretty pretty potentially likely that it was the original intention because there is a point or an interview when George basically says Jar Jar is the key to everything. And I mean, obviously he's not going to be one of the good guys because their roles of the good guys are already taken. So I do think it could have been potentially an original plan that was either scrapped uh, before the Phantom Menace at all, or it was scrapped after the Phantom Menace once um, Jar Jar was hated so much. I feel the need to you know be the devil's advocate here and because Darth Jar Jar is such a big thing in the fandom and people have been talking about it for years like our dad even knew about it I mentioned it briefly and he's like oh yeah I've heard about that and I mean dad likes Star Wars but not that much like so if he's heard about it then it's got to be it's got to be 
pretty big thing. But so I guess that's where I stand. I don't think canonically he's a Sith Lord. Um, I guess they could have done that with the sequels if they really wanted to. And, and again, they could have brought it up more in Clone Wars if they wanted to, because all that stuff came after. Um, but they didn't. So canonically, no, I don't think Jar Jar is a Sith Lord. Do I think there's some fun little things like, you know, he was trying to talk to Palpatine and he can jump high and, and all that stuff that could be potential evidence? Yeah, sure, that's fine. Um, but I, I think it might have been a plan, definitely, but I, I don't think it's canonically true and i mean you can summarize your thoughts <laughs> once more on that i definitely think that yeah there was like a chance that maybe it was like left open and that george lucas like maybe left some room or something for something to happen with jar jar um but no i don't think i just don't think that the evidence in the phantom menace was strong enough to like like there might have been like two or three good evidences that weren't even that good that he could have been a Sith Lord. I just don't think they were strong enough for that to be. I think if like it happened in like the second or third of the prequels that he was suddenly a Sith Lord, I think that would have been honestly a bit of a surprise because I just don't think it was set up well enough in the Phantom Menace for him to be a Sith Lord. Yeah, that's definitely, that's a good point as well. And I wonder if, if it had happened, if we would look back at the Phantom Menace and be like, wow, oh, he definitely laid out all those clues. Or if, like you said, if it would just be like, what, where did that come from? I honestly don't even know where the origins of this theory came from. I just know that as long as I've known, like been into Star Wars, it's just, it's been a thing. Um, But yeah, I, I definitely, I see what you mean. So let's now to summarize talk about so the title of this episode is of course jar jar binks good guy sith lord or just a plain idiot um i'll go first i'll let you have you know the final say on this since you like jar jar a lot more than me i think he's a good guy genuinely um maybe some things are done for selfish reasons like to make himself better to make himself feel needed I but genuinely I just think he's kind of that bumbling idiot character who has really good intentions and who is able to kind of make the most of situations to to help the people he cares about I and I I really think we see that and I think we said, especially in his and Padme's relationship. I mean, they worked together in the Senate for years. Um, and I do think that he genuinely cares about her as her and not as a Sith Lord who can, who can manipulate her. But I mean, of course, uh, cause I know you won't say it <laughs> cause you don't like the Sith Lord theory at all. If you're listening to this and you're a diehard Jar Jar is a Sith Lord fan. I think that's great. I think that's cool. I think that's the best part about Star Wars is we can all have different opinions. Um, but yeah, at the end of the day, I think to dismiss Jar Jar as just the idiot and just the failed attempt at comic relief is an injustice to his character and, and to Ahmed Best, who acted and voiced him in the Clone Wars. Um, and, and I think it's, I just think it's interesting to look at, to look at what actually makes him a good character and, and a character worth caring about. Yeah, I totally agree with basically almost everything you said. Like you touched on the like comic relief of whether or not that's what he was. And I do think, I think he was set out in the Phantom Menace to be more than the comic relief. And then unfortunately with like all the bullying and the 
hate that came with it. I think he kind of did settle back into that role of comic relief. But I think overall, he's definitely a good guy. I might argue a great guy, but um, (laughs) at the end of the day, yeah, he's definitely like a klutz, but there's tons of lovable klutzes out in the world. And maybe he was a little lucky with some of his klutzniness, but I think overall, Mm -hmm. his intentions were just really great and wholesome. And that he just always wanted to help those who helped him, basically. Yeah, well, that... That makes a lot of sense. I think that pretty much sums it up. Do you, you don't, no last thoughts, no last words. This is your last <laughs> chance to defend Jar Jar to, to the world. But um, anyway, if you're still here with us, thank you so much for listening. Um, maybe if you hated Jar Jar, you have a new opinion on him. Maybe not. Ah, doesn't matter. Um, we're just here for fun anyway. As always, please feel free to reach out to me via social media. If you have anything specific you want to say to my sister, I will pass it along unless it's mean. Um, and I hope you guys are having a fantastic day, night, evening, morning, whatever it is, wherever you are. And as always, may the force be with you.